All right, everybody, it is the first installment of Digging the Wisdom with me, Ward Pasol, the producer of Inside High School Sports, and our main guy, Matt Diggs, coming in as our Inside High School Sports insider. You've already picked his brain this whole summer about all of the districts in, uh, from 6A to 5A to some of the small schools. Well, we'll go even more in-depth as we go through the week, uh, as we go through it week by week call ourselves digging the wisdom because of his last name Diggs. uh most people call me wizzy because i feel ward is a bit of a country name and i've somebody once said hey remember how snoop puts that iz behind between every word like uh, dizzle and jizzle and all that stuff i was like yeah he said your name would be wizard and it kind of stuck at one point and then i just shortened it to wizzy so that's where the wisdom comes from. And we're spelling it W-I-Z instead of W-S, W-I-S. So I'm sure Mr. Webster and his dictionary would not like that. But that's just the way it goes for these uh, for these type things. But if you don't know Matt Diggs, he is uh, – we brought him over here. And he'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. He was on Old Coach for quite some time. But as soon as he jumped on over here with us in probably in April, uh, right around April, May area, all of a sudden he started – Getting awards. He got the, the Putt Power Award for uh, for journalism, which he doesn't really like to talk about that much. But talk about your pedig- uh, your skins on the wall there. What's the, what, have it, what has got you falling in love with high school football and, and, and how proud of you of the, that journalism award you got just, just recently? Man, you, you, you just talked for two minutes, Wizzy. And uh, I just want to already smack you upside the head. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm excited about this podcast. Uh, and, and one thing, and I've kind of beat up the whizzy about this is a lot of people, I, I believe, and, you know, and, and I could be wrong, but a lot of people don't know who Ward is. And, and I, I feel like I want to market Ward. Ward does all of this amazing marketing stuff. And we're going to hear about it throughout the, the, the series of this podcast, but, he is like the the guy behind, you know, the Wizard of Oz. We're just using that wizard theme back there. You kind of pull the curtain, and here's this guy sitting right there who's, who's doing so much for high school football, and people don't really know who he is very much. I know some of the coaches do because, you know, he's got the camera out there, some of the athletic directors. But the, the Texas High School Football University, hashtag TXHSFB Universe, uh, I don't know if everybody knows who Ward is, and, and I'm excited to introduce you to uh, the world uh, the, over this uh, podcast series. But you asked me a question, and, and it would be rude for me not to answer the question. It would be rude. It would be very rude. And and, and I'm going to be disrespectful at the mouth on this podcast a few times, but I'll hopefully save that for a few weeks when we get some really good storylines to engage some disrespect in but uh thank you very much i came in in january i don't know if you remember that because we did this little thing called realignment right. i don't know if you remember right. that but right. you're right my days I'm, I'm 50 so it's starting to get from me i i know we did this amazing podcast where we had dr elza and randy allen and and uh the denton geyer head coach remember that back when that guy was a denton geyer coach yeah exactly old rodney before he, he moved on for that better parking space down in highland park he did i i, I didn't get to hang out with him uh, at the plano east scrimmage but uh, i saw some video where he was there on the track hanging out with the highland park crew uh but it, it's been an honor to get the chance to work with you guys I think if there was anybody, if I could have picked any place that would have been my next logical progression, 
it would be you guys. And, you know, I just, I, I can't think of any place else I'd want to be a part of uh, just because of your long history. And uh, like I said, I've got to know you over like the last eight to 10 years, but you've been doing this longer, longer than that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, it, it goes all the way back, Wizzy, to, to 94 is where my love affair started with uh, Plano East and John Tyler. Uh, that was kind of my introduction to high school football. And uh, just this past week, as we're getting into scrimmage season and, and all of that, uh, I showed my kids the Plano East John Tyler thing. It's like their history lesson. I have to show them why I'm uh, this Plano East guy. And, and even watching that video now, almost 30 years later, the feelings, it, it, it like takes you back. And, and I can feel like I was there at Texas Stadium that day in, in 94. Uh, just my heartbreaking, uh, you know, and I didn't, I didn't play varsity football. So it wasn't one of those things. Like I was on the field. Uh, you know, I, I know it impacted the coaches more. And I know it impacted the players more. I'm not definitely not trying to make it a, a competition, but anybody who knew anything about high school football, it impacted them. And it, it's something that will definitely uh, live on in, in legacy and it will live on uh, for a while and it kind of spawned this whole idea of the professor Diggs because that day my life pretty much changed forever and uh, at that point I knew I wanted to do something with high school football but I also knew at that point that I would never miss uh, another Plano East game again. And that streak has lasted what since 94 you've never missed another game? I've not missed another game uh, in the last 30 years. Uh, so we're, we're getting close to my 30 year anniversary right here. So that, that that's like one one realm I went to. And it, it, I always think it's funny. It's like if you know who I am at some point, you quit asking me where I'm going to be on Friday night. I'm going right. to be where we're playing. We're going to be on Friday night. Uh, but after that, uh, uh, I had I had to do this thing called college. That's generally the next thing after high school. Uh, and uh, with college, uh, I wanted, I knew I wanted to do something with high school football at the same time, uh, mostly because I was poor and I wanted to get into like games for free and get free meals and stuff. I know you love the press yeah. box food wherever we go. Uh, and I absolutely loved, uh, you saw, I love the idea of covering high school football. So uh, I, I'm a college kid now and I'm like uh, emailing everybody I can email about, uh, you know, can I work for you for free? Can I work for you for free? Uh, and one website, uh, a website called Texas Prep Football, actually uh, let me intern for them. Uh, the next year, they got bought out by Fox Sports uh, Southwest, uh, and they merged, and they became a website called Texas Prep Extra. Uh, so all of a sudden, I go from this intern guy to the DFW writer for, for something that's being referenced by Craig Way and High School Extra every week, and, and I got involved with that uh, in 97, 98, in that time period. Uh, back in the day, we were mostly message boards, you know, so I did a lot of stuff on message boards uh, uh, and really kind of stoked my fire at being disrespectful at, at the at the fingers at that point because you could just type up all these things. I guess with Twitter, I'm still disrespectful at the fingers at the time. And uh, I, I just got involved with that and all of a sudden it ballooned into this huge world where uh, – you know, people started to care about my opinion. Now that, that could be, that's a very awkward thing. You know, do people really care about my opinion? I, I, I tend to agree with them, uh, but uh, it, it definitely ballooned to a point where uh, people started to know who I was. And I started to consider that maybe my career could be in high school football. 
so so continue just on through college. People start to know who I am, care a little bit about my opinions. I start doing rankings and, and all this kind of a stuff. But then I kind of a crossroads where I start to, you know, I actually got a paycheck. I'm under contract. I'm doing some really good things. And I start to look at the kind of the long-term success rate of this. And I kind of think to myself, well, one day do I want to get married? One day do I want to have kids? Uh, and if so, is this going to be the thing that's going to pay those bills or will something else pay those bills? Uh, and with what I could do and with what I was good at, uh, I thought something else could pay those bills a little bit more. Uh, so I quote unquote retired. I, I gave up my contract completely. Uh, I had a, I had a contract with rivals uh, at the time. I gave it up just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I, I want to, uh, uh, I still want to do high school football, but I'm going to uh, go down the route of being a uh, college professor. So did some master's work and went down that road. Uh, but I kept doing what I did. Uh, I got involved with the old coach at that point as just kind of a, a volunteer intern kind of a thing. They kind of let me do whatever I wanted to do uh, as far as that goes uh, because, uh, you know, I wasn't taking a paycheck. Uh, and uh, through that progression, I got to know some really good people. Uh, the old coach opened a lot of doors. I'm forever grateful for Coach Bailey, uh, who, is the, who is his own wizard behind uh, the old coach mask. Uh, he's getting involved in acting uh, now, which kind of just opened the door uh, to where now was a good time to, uh, you know, close that door and move another door. And you and I have, like I said, have gotten a chance to know each other, you know, over the last, yeah, yeah I've probably known of you, you know, we've probably seen each other on the sideline for a decade now, but really over yeah. the last five years, we've got to talk and, and know each other. You've been so kind to invite me to do uh, a couple of years ago, we got to do the fourth quarter, a, a right. live Friday night kind of a video dump uh, before COVID happened and then COVID happened and uh, things kind of progressed over to the campfire. Uh, so we kind of got to know each other. Uh, you guys got to know my work. I got to know your work. And I was just so incredibly impressed at the professionalism uh, the level of which you do things. Uh, so, so when I had a chance to get to work with you guys, it, it was a no brainer. Uh, and uh that's just kind of where I came from. If you're you're tuning into this from from the from the from the inside high school sports side, you're like, who's this Diggs guy? I've never heard of him. Uh, most of you have probably heard of me, hopefully by now. Uh, and I was completely floored when uh, I, I saw in April that I got nominated uh, for this thing called the Putt Powell Award. Uh, there was eight nominees, and I looked at the the seven other nominees, and I just liked, I'm not winning this thing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, do you see who else is nominated here? Uh, yeah. I'm not winning this thing. Uh, but you know, to me, being being uh, nominated was the honor. Like, yeah. I got nominated. They're show they're respecting what I've done with the dump and some other things. That's great. I, I appreciate that. And. I'm good. And then all of a sudden I get a call from Joe Martin uh, and, and I, I just figured he was calling to tell me, thank you. We, we went with somebody else, but we wanted to congratulate you for getting nominated. And I was going to be very gracious. And he's like, Hey, this is you know Joe Martin from Texas high school coaching association. I have the honor to call you and let you know that you've been selected as the 2022 Pal award. And I'm not very speechless at times. And, and I was incredibly speechless at that time. You probably thought I was, 
being disrespectful or jerkish because I didn't have much to say because I was just completely floored. Like, what? Is this a joke? What? What's going on here? Do you not see who I was nominated against? I'm just a guy on Twitter, on, on some social media who's got an opinion. I can't believe that I, I won this award. And he uh, like, no, this is this is real. You, we need you to come down to San Antonio. I accept this award. Uh, you know, we're so happy for you. You, you. You've earned it. You've done a great job. And yeah, I, I talked to you about this privately, Wizzy. I, it, it took me several months to really come to grips with this award. Uh, and it was really Craig Way who, at the uh, Hall of Honors uh, Award, helped me to come to grips with winning this award because when he gave a little speech before my, uh, my induction, he talked about how uh, social media has really changed things in high school football, and now this award is not just a pure sports writer award. Uh, it kind of recognizes social media and contributions uh, in other ways other than just articles through newspapers and, and other things, which, you know, Putt Powell was uh, historic for his work in, in magazines and in the Amarillo newspaper. Uh, so to me, as a pure journalism award, I didn't feel honored or I didn't feel dignified of winning it because of all everything that Putt Pal stands for and, and means. But when you consider the social media side of that uh, and kind of overarching the the bigger meaning of what this award has come to mean, last last couple of years, uh, Greg Tepper won it for DCTF and, and Matt Steph won it for DCTF. I started to kind of understand what they were recognizing and, and why, uh, the, why the coaches you know, voted on me for this award. And, and, and looking at it, that context, I completely understood. And it, it, it's such an honor. Uh, all the coaches, if you're listening to this, you know, thank you. I mean, it, it is such an incredible, prestigious award uh, to, to be recognized among some of the big names of journalism as well. People I look up to, people whose articles I read today, uh, have have won this award in the past. So hopefully I can give this award a dignified honor. Uh, and uh, over the next year, I'll try to be less disrespectful at the mouth, maybe, <laughs> maybe just a little bit uh, to help dignify the award uh, because uh, of, of such a great pedigree and, and such amazing people who have won it. So I feel very honored uh, to have been selected uh, and it's like, you know, what'd you do this summer, Professor Diggs? You know, I'm talking to people at the college. Oh, I won a sports writer of the year award, you know, like, oh, <laughs> how's the teaching going? Ah, eh, don't worry about that. I won sports writer of the year. How's the you know, teaching going? On that. So it, it's been an incredible honor. And, and I just feel very grateful uh, that I got to do that. Uh, and and I know I, I'm excited to be here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to pick all the games, talk about things. Because, you know, you, you have a 30-minute show, Ward, and I, yes. I, I guess 22 minutes with commercials. You know, you can't always get Thomas Jefferson versus Adamson in on, yeah. on the highlight reel, you know. And, and, and that's a game that could really matter at some point. It's a game that needs to be talked about. And uh, I, I hope there are podcasts that we're going to get to give some love uh, you know, the, the obviously the TV show is going to cover the big things and the big stories. And, and I've already looked at, you know, kind of your storyboard for your your week one thing, your, how, how you plan on uh, producing the week one show. And it's going to have, you know, the biggest names and the biggest teams. Uh, but I hope through this show, we're, we're going to get to talk about everybody else. And we'll still talk about the big things uh, as they come up. Uh, but I think I'm going to beat you down with some middle school talk, not middle school as an eighth graders, but the middle tier school right. 
in some of the lower tier schools. So then we can talk about Murphy Middle School, maybe kind of break down the Murphy <laughs> Middle School versus Otto Middle School eighth grade football game. Uh, but I, we want to talk about more people and get more teams involved uh, because, you know, it, there's more teams in the Metroplex than this Duncanville, DeSoto, Alito, Denton, Ryan, and Southlake. Uh, so hopefully through this podcast, we'll talk, we'll get to talk about those things. But Ward, I want to talk a little bit about you because I think the world needs to get to know a little bit about you. And, uh, and, and I think in, in some ways, some of these questions I'm going to ask you, I'm going to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, but did you always, I want to take you back to high school because I, I know a little bit about your high school. You know, my high school is kind of, you know, significant because it won an ESPY award and it's kind of known for playing in the greatest high school football game of all time, but you're not from around here, but I bet most people would actually know your high school as well. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And before I get into that, I got to say the reason, the main reason we, uh, I mean, you went on about yourself and that was, there's, there's something that you're missing here as far as bringing you over to inside high school sports. When we look, analyze your tweets and everything, it's, you don't pull punches, but you don't pull punches and you do it in a nice way. You you craft your tweets. I feel like you're a guy that writes a tweet, looks at it, maybe changes it up a little bit, looks at it again, sends it out. You know it's going to cause a reaction, but you don't do it in a Colin Cowherd, Skip Bayless jerk kind of way just to get hits. So if people looks at it, they look at it, they're like, okay, he's he knows what he's 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 thinking through what he's gonna say, and he's he's not pulling back punches, he's not gonna pour gravy over the mashed potatoes, but he's going to throw the mashed potatoes on the table and let you know, you know, that's what we're eating today. So that's one of the reasons we brought you over. You're a kind guy that's, that tells it like it is. But if you want to get into high school, people may have known my high school because uh, I'm from Alexandria, Virginia, and I went to T.C. Williams, which uh, if it sounds familiar, it's from the movie Remember the Titans, uh, that they did, a, they did a movie about our team from the 70s. I went there in the mid '80s, so I'm a little bit off. I always tell people if they uh, do remember the Titans too about the tennis team that never won a match. The two years I played for them, I'll have to uh, have carte blanche on picking the actor I want to play me. I'm sure that'll be a, an entertaining story. It'll have to be some guy that wears Coke bottle glasses because I had some thick ones on back in those days. But it's uh, it was wild growing up in Virginia because neither one of my parents they they could care less about sports. They let me play and do whatever sports I wanted to, but I mean, they didn't push it into it. it was mainly my brother and my uncle. They they love sports, so I started loving sports and uh, loved it at T.C. Williams. We won a state title at T.C. Williams uh, when I was a junior. I was a junior member of the band. I didn't. I wasn't on the field. I definitely didn't have the talent there. It's funny. A, a couple. Yeah, it's probably about 10, 15 years ago at the All American Bowl down at uh, San Antonio. They were honoring the the Titans team that won that state title in 70s uh, that they did the movie on. And I said, Hey, I went to TC Williams too. I just talked to some of the guys. Oh yeah. Who was your coach? I was like, well, I didn't play, but it was coach Furman. He said, well, he's right over here. So I, we, I go over to hey, coach Furman. You don't remember me. Cause I wasn't on the team. He said, you weren't man. I could have used you on the line. I said, well, I wasn't this big back then. <laughs> I I only ate as much from 89 to two, 2015, but he's, he was telling stories about that team and it was, it was a great experience. I mean, we, we only played games in the afternoon because we didn't have lights at the stadium. So, you know, Disney took some liberties there as they usually do with their movies. And I did some research on that state title game and it was a five or six score game instead of the uh, 80 yard reverse play to win it at the, at the, at the end there. But Hey, 
it made for better it made for a better movie so i appreciate that uh after that i went on to vcu because i wanted to be i wanted to be play by play i always thought i was going to be a radio guy because i used to always score score the orioles games off the radio i would do the box score and everything and i just loved listening to john miller he was on the radio back then and it was just a trip for me. I was like, man, I want to do this. If I can talk sports for three hours, that'd be great. And then we started doing the classes and I mistakenly listened to my voice on the answering machine. And I was like, yeah, I don't want this ridiculous voice out there. I started really doubting my own voice because it sounds very, I don't know. I'm a mumbler at, at heart. So it didn't sound right to me. So I gave up on that. And I went into the broadcast field to see what I liked and ended up getting an internship uh, at the NBC station in Richmond and they sent me out to shoot some games some baseball and all this other stuff. And I started liking that, but then they sent me out to some high school football games and just seeing that ball come into my screen, hearing the crowd going crazy. And this is Richmond. Okay. So people here in Texas are like, you don't know what you're talking about. It was only Richmond, but you can, I always imagined it was a big stadium. It was like a, I imagine it was a big college stadium, you know, with because college isn't really huge in the East Coast college football. You'll see all the big teams over here in the South or West and Midwest or whatnot. But I like to dream that there's a big crowd watching this every move that I was doing. And I really loved it for the seven years I was there until I moved on to Buffalo, New York. Uh, I worked for the NBC there where I shot a lot of, I shot all the Bills games, all the Sabres games, but we also had a high school Friday night too. And it's a lot tampered down from Richmond, super tampered down from, from DFW, but I would go out and get my two games. And I, I've told people this before, they don't have bands at halftime uh, of these games. So if I was going to get two games on a Friday night, I'd get the first quarter of one game and the fourth quarter of another game, because they're trying to get these kids home before they freeze to death. It's it's so cold up there. So we didn't have the luxury of a 22 minute ba- uh, band halftime that I can get to another game and still get the whole second half and, and bring you guys the highlights. But uh, I met a girl up there that was from Dallas and she wanted to, she wanted nothing to do with Buffalo. And I was like, I can understand it's pretty cold. I said, if you get a job making such and such money, I'll just quit and go down there and find a job. And, I didn't realize what a go-getter she was. And she found out within a month and I had to be a man of my word. And uh, I left Buffalo, came down to Dallas, uh, started freelancing for, for Fox sports net, which was Bally's. And I also freelance for game day who I work for now. And they asked me to shoot some games. Uh, I would go out to these stadiums and I'm like, what, what am I doing? What's going on? here? Why are these stadiums so huge? What, this is not, I'm no longer in Buffalo anymore. And people were going crazy in the sidelines, but I, t- I tell you, my, the, the game that, that shook me as far as, you know, it stole my heart, made me love high school football, was I shot the South Lake Trinity game at uh, at not Jerry World, but at Cowboys Stadium. And it was the That's second great. game of a – wasn't that the second game of a triple header or was it a quadruple yeah. header? It was a triple header. So I shot the first game, and I'm not paying anything, attention to anything going on until – the game is over. I'm just concentrating on the highlights and how this first game is inter- is is playing out. As soon as that game's over, I'm ready. Okay, the second game starts in 30 minutes, and I'm I'm looking around. And I'm like, where am I? What? Where did all these people come from? I'm looking up to the top, and there's every single seat is filled, and I'm like, man, I've never seen this before. I mean, I've shot you, you know UVA. Virginia football games and a bunch of bowl games. And it was never like it was there. And I was like, man, these people, these people love this. And I love this. And I've, and I've, 
I want to get to as many of these games as I can. So now I, you know, if you look at my schedule for week one, which you have, I put myself on five games because I want to get to as many as possible because I just, I have a passion of getting these games out and letting these people see uh, different teams and, and our view of it. I mean, everybody sees a, a lot of people want to know why we don't shoot from up top. I said, well, we try to give you a different angle that you're not going to see anywhere else. You'll see that on huddle. You'll see it in your NFL games. It's all up top stuff. We're going to give you a different angle from down low. And when it gets to basketball season, we kind of move around the court a little bit to make it look like we have several different cameras there, but we try to give you a different view, something up close to the action. So it's been a blast since I've been here and I've been here for what, 16 years now, almost 17. Uh, and I, I've been the producer of the show probably for 12 of those 17. I've also produced a little bit of the Houston show for a couple of years, but I've always shot up here and it's, it's, I couldn't have had a better time. And, you know, I, going back to you a little bit, one of, one of our best times, my best times is, is driving home after a long night and, Probably not supposed to be doing this, but I'll stop at red lights and I'll start fingering through the, the the dump, making sure I can see what you saw at games that I wasn't at or what you've seen on the, uh, you know, Dallas Morning News and your analyzation of what's going on there. And then I'll get home and I know I'm dead tired. It's 2.30, but I got to stay up till 3.30 because I haven't finished reading all these tweets yet. I got to see what's going on with the dump. And that was one of the reasons why when you brought up the idea, uh, I was like, well, we need to get this done because – he brings too much to the table. So that's exactly how that transpired. And see, see, I'm learning about, I didn't know you were at that South Lake Trinity game. I was there and it was, you know, just absolutely ridiculously amazing. And, and just to think that's, you know, like 26, 27 when that's happening. And here you are as just a, you know, a, a young man coming down and got the camera on your shoulder, loving this and, and telling that story I think it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, for for whoever may not know, I mean, you guys have been doing this show for you, you said you twenty eight years. Years, yeah. Uh, We're starting year? our starting our twenty eighth season. Twenty eighth season, yeah. So like, what what is this show like? You know, what what is kind of the the obviously it's even it even predates you. So you know, like, what what is kind of been the history of this show? This inside high school sports thing that's out there. Well, it started off with my bosses, Kevin, uh, Kevin White and James Harris, and they were buddies at Trinity and they n fell in love with high school football when they were in high school. And they both went to their colleges and came back. And I was like, man, people would love to see, uh, would love to see some highlights maybe some of their, the games that they can't go to because there's so many games out there. And back then it wasn't as big as it, I mean, this, the sport was as big, but there wasn't as many teams. So, he he decided to pick, buy a couple cameras, and Kevin is is one of the best salesmen I know. And he went out and and sold it to different. Now we bounced around from NBC, CBS, Fox. Uh, we bounced around from all their stations and different time slots. But he's always kept that show going. And it started off with since we couldn't, there's only two or three of them. They couldn't get as many games, so they had two stories in each show, two very long stories. And then it went on to, they'd hire a couple more freelancers and it dropped to one story, but real long highlights on some of the games in the uh, early 2000s. And then they finally fell into a groove where, okay, now we're going to have as many highlights as we can possibly get in a week, plus some stories, plus some other creative things that we can do throughout the show. But it started off with just two guys that 
that knew they loved high school football and they knew there was a market for it. And they went out and they went out and sold that thing and, and they got it out there. You know, the, the guys over there at the ticket were our reporters for a while. Uh, Craig Miller and, and George Dunham, they were our reporters for those stories that we talked about for the first couple of years. So we've, and we bounced around with Mike Ducey and Matt Barry, who's up at uh, ESPN now as our host for a while. Derek Castillo is down at UT, Bill Jones, uh, a, a, a good friend of mine over at CBS, when we were on there. He was one of the one of our voices of it. So we've had him for a while. And at one point, David Watkins was our host. And he said, you all should put this thing up for an Emmy once or twice. And I was like, I don't even know what the process is. I said, let, he said, let me just put pick out the best Emmy show. I know how this thing works. He picked one out for me. We got nominated. And you always talk. You were just talking about I'm just happy to be nominated. That's exactly what I said. And everybody flooded my Facebook with it. Yeah, that's what you say until you don't win. Then you're not so happy anymore. But me and you were both lucky enough to win because we won that Emmy back in uh, 2016, I believe it was. And it's hanging out there in the living room. And I was, I'm very proud of it. It was probably uh, my wife was about as proud as could be at the time. And she, of course, she thought she was going to uh, the big Emmy show. Man, I got to tell you that story. She thought... Uh, you know, we were driving down there. She said, she said, it's interesting. It's in Fort Worth. I said, Where do you think it'll be next year? I said, I think it's in San Antonio. Really? Why are they keeping around Texas? And right then I thought in my head, I said, oh my gosh, she thinks I'm going to the national Emmys. Like I'm going up against the Big Bang Theory or CSI or something. I said, you know, we're, this is a regional deal. It's like Arkansas, Oklahoma and Texas. And she was like, oh, and I said, that kind of put me in my place a little bit. She's like, I'm still proud. I said, you know, I'd be proud too. And they got the sports at the end and we ended up pulling it off and pretty excited. And we haven't had a chance to really nominate ourselves again because we've been so busy with other shows, but at one point we're going to do it again. We'll, we'll put our thing up for nomination. I mean, we, we have to now. I, now I've got two more goals. I need to get a bobblehead at some point. Yes. Uh, with my head on it. Yeah. And uh, then I have, I have to be part of an Emmy, you know, I, I it's just, it's just gotta be that way. So got you. I, I, I'll have to film a story or something, a good story. So, uh, you know, if you have a really good story, you can contact me too. And, and maybe yeah. it'll, it'll be an Emmy award. But as far as, you know, what is your, pro, you know, I'm, I'm sure some fans are curious about this. What do you do week in and week out to get this, you know, to get this show ready? Like what, what, what take us through a normal week uh, of, of your world and getting this show ready. A normal week is hopefully I've had six to seven stories shot in the summer so I can get off the start. I can get started by maybe not shooting a story the first couple of weeks. But my normal week is on Mondays. I would set the schedule for this week, what we're going to do. I write the scripts for both shows, Houston and Dallas, get those out, uh, let my shooters know where they're going to be going, and then getting credentials for them for all those games. So Monday is my managing day. Tuesday, I'll write the stories uh, for both shows and uh, start working on editing them and get them out so they're voiced over. And then I'll also start working on uh, working on our other segments in the show called Next Level. And we also have a segment called uh, MVP Bobblehead where I'll get an get make sure that guy shows up at the show in Dallas because it's a live interview. So I'm making sure those things happen. Wednesday is usually my day to edit. So I will edit everything story-related teases mvp package next level package and i'll have the plays of the week at the end of the show i'll get those stuff edited on wednesday maybe the beginning of thursday uh thursday i'll try to cut my stuff off by by noon so i can rest up because i'm shooting games thursday night i'll usually shoot two games thursday night uh friday i'll 
again, not do anything until I go out to my games and then I'll shoot my two games and put the rest of the show together until about two or three in the morning. Saturday, we head out to the uh, meet up with Pat Doney and see if he has any questions. And we go live with that thing. And we, uh, I, that one of my favorite parts used to be talking with the coach in the MVP, uh, guy who's going to win the MVP power tag. I, I kind of stick him in the green room while Pat does his six o'clock news. And I sit in there talking, pick their brains and stuff. But since COVID hit, we don't really have the uh, coach come in anymore. So it's just the player. If he's not very talkative, we'll talk for a little while and then he'll, you know, drift off to his phone and <laughs> that's it for me. So I'll go back in and try to, you know, get ready for the show, but it's usually a six day week, but it's pretty exciting for me. I like, I enjoy doing it. So if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. Well, you've, you've done it fantastically for, for all these years now. And, and I'm just curious because I, you know, one thing I've always loved in doing Twitter is I get a lot of interactions, you know, I have people DMing me and like, Hey, you know, come to this game, come to that game. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to like, if, if people have story ideas or, or, or do you, do you even want to hear from people? I mean, I absolutely how- do. there was a time we used to put the, uh, we put a little flash in there. If you have story ideas, please tweet us at IHSS underscore DFW, which still stands. We still would love to hear from you. We also have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. If you have any story ideas at all, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear what they are and leave a, email address so we can get back to you and, and talk it through. We've got a couple of stories that way. So I, we'd love to hear from the fans. You know, our story uh, whisperer is uh, Bob Wager down there at Martin. If we're in a rut, I just call him up and it's not just a story about, Hey, so-and-so is great. And here's why he's got some sort of in-depth story, almost, almost yearly. And he certainly had one this year that we're going to be showing a little bit later in the year. That's that's fantastic. So if you got stories and it doesn't have to be just plain East, you know, whole whole <laughs> North Texas area, although Ward, I, I've learned Ward doesn't, Ward and I define North Texas a little bit differently. You know, so if somebody has a, a great story from Alito, can they contact you? Yes. Oh, it's not from Lake Belton. I don't want to hear from Lake Belton. <laughs> I don't want to hear from Longview or Lake Belton. I can't get out that far. But, uh, so, so North Texas, as you know, if, if you could see the TV show, if you can get Channel 5 kind of a thing. That's it. Let's go with that. But ultimately, you know, everything we do builds to the show. It's kind of what, you know, social, social, the social media, everything is building to the show, just like everything Dave Campbell's does builds to their magazine. You know, I, I think everything we do in this podcast uh, will hopefully be part of that. And, and social media, I know, highlights that. Uh, and it's, it's such a very exciting time because – uh, you know, there, there, there's a big thing. There is something that is universally seen by, you know, tens of thousands of people every week in, in, in this Inside High School Sports show. And we just get to be a very small part of it and helping to build up some of those stories and, and rankings and things. Because, again, like we talked about, you can't, you know, we, we'd almost have to have a five hour show if we talked about everything we could talk about this week. And I even think I already know in some of our pre-prep things, you're like, oh, we're not going to have time to talk about that. We're not going to have time to talk about that. But that's what the dump is for, you know, so the dump right. builds on the podcast, the podcast builds to the show. And it's just all what we call corporate synergy ward. It just all kind of builds together. There will always be something uh, for somebody out there and we will try not to be repetitive, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I mean, we talk about the first show, this is our introductory show. The first show is in a couple of days. So maybe, maybe you can tell the people what we can expect on that first one. 
Yeah, I almost think it's almost going to be like the inverse dump because we're going to basically just start walking through. We'll probably start at Trinity, and I'm sure James will appreciate that. 3-6-A is our our starting point, and we'll talk about some of the games this week, and we'll we'll kind of, you know, maybe give some predictions, or I'll give some predictions. I don't know if we're going to get predictions out of you uh, too much, or you might uh, call me out for some of my uh, bad predictions, especially if you've seen a team in scrimmage or on tape or talk to a coach or something. Uh, and we'll just kind of walk through and, and really we'll try to even get into the, the significance of those games. You know, if all of a sudden, you know, Byron Nelson is playing Plano this week, why is that important? Uh, and, and, and what does that matter to By- Byron Nelson? What does it matter to Plano? Uh, you know, even a Byron, a lot of people think Byron Nelson will handily win that game. Well, what if Byron Nelson doesn't handily win that game? So, so we'll talk about those things and kind of, the, the important we'll obviously talk about the important games but we'll kind of preview some of the games why they're important who we think is going to win some of the things we're going to be looking for in those games uh and and we'll basically just talk as as much as we can and, until we run out of time uh and, and keep going down the list because there are so many good games uh you know and, and so many storylines i'm already you know curious i don't know if you saw the tweet that went out uh this week about parish episcopal they play alito a coming up and uh, how small Episcopal Stadium is. And, you know, we're, we'll talk about all of those things uh, as we break down in, in, into, the, in, into the show, uh, as, we, uh, as we're digging the wisdom and, and finding out across the North Texas landscape what the games are and why they're important. We'll also talk about the show, uh, what you have coming up uh, for the Saturday, uh, Saturday shows. We'll talk about... Uh, the games you'll be shooting or you got the freelancers shooting and it, it'll hopefully just be a good show where we get to talk all things North Texas high school football. Uh, obviously we'll probably only have time for 6A, 5A, uh, but when there are really good small school stories, we'll talk about that as well. And uh, I think it's going to be a really fun podcast. We're going to get a chance to do uh, over, you know, we'll consider the season one uh, of digging the wisdom. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun in-depth look at uh, some of the some of the more uh, obscure stories and obscure things uh, that will not be talked about on the TV show or even talked about on social media as much. Absolutely. You know, it'll definitely be something for you to listen to if you're stuck in traffic on the way home or you, you're the one who has to take your daughter to swim practice and you've got nothing to do there. Well, you know, tune us in. We're going to let you know uh, what's going on with your favorite sport, which is Texas high school football. Absolutely. Well, Wizzy, I, I know you always wanted to be the, the John Miller of the Orioles. Uh, so want, want to t- take us out of here, sir. <laughs> we will see you in a couple days for the first official show of Digging the Wisdom. I hope you enjoyed this introductory one. And me and Diggs will be back in just a couple of days. See you down the road. <laughs>